make our way back to our seats. I'm going to invite everyone to stand with me tonight for the reading of the word. Amen. We're going to direct your attention tonight to the book of Ephesians chapter number 6. Ephesians chapter number 6 and begin reading with verse number 10. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 10. And when you have it, shout amen. Amen. We'll wait a little bit longer. That was kind of a weak amen, so we know that those are still looking, amen, for the scripture. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 10. Amen. Right there. After Galatians, before Philippians... Those small books, amen, you can skip over them a thousand times. And you got to lick your finger a few times to probably turn the pages. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 10. Here we go. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Someone said the tricks of Satan. The tricks of Satan. Amen. He'll try and trick you. And trip you up. Uh, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities. Against powers. Against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. This is what is happening in our world even today. Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God. That ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, or that belt of truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Amen. Hallelujah. The Word of God, though it has been written for some 2,000 years, is still relevant tonight in 2020. And I want to preach tonight or teach, however the Lord would have me to, on withstanding in the evil day. Withstanding in the evil day. Would you pray with me tonight? Ask the Lord to speak to your heart and to our church tonight. God, we love you. I thank you for your presence, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for all you've done. God, I need you tonight. We need you tonight, Lord. God, we cannot do without you, Lord. We need the touch of your spirit. We need the touch of your power, Lord. 
Hallelujah. I pray to God tonight, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that the hand of the Lord would rest heavy upon the people of God tonight in this house. Hallelujah. I pray the strength of the Holy Ghost upon every child of God today. I pray, Lord, that the determination, hallelujah, would give into our spirits and into our souls that would cause us to withstand in the evil day. Withstanding in the evil day. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, help me to stand. Hallelujah, when all around me, God is evil. Help me to stand, God, when the pressure mounts against me, Lord, and against my family and against my church. Help us to stand tall and to stand true to what we know. Hallelujah, God, by your grace and by your strength today. Hallelujah, we believe you, Lord, for great and mighty things. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you. you. may be seated tonight. Hallelujah. The book of Ephesians uh, was what is known as one of the prison epistles. It was a prison epistle for the simple fact that the apostle Paul wrote it while he was yet in prison for a man service to his God. Hallelujah. There was tremendous animosity and adversity in the day in which the Apostle Paul lived. Uh, there was spirits that were at play and they were working against the early first century apostolic church. And the Apostle Paul sits down in that prison cell and begins to pin the words to the church at Ephesus. As he prays for them and as he considers them in his time of devotion before the Lord. And, and he considers all of the different things that the church of Ephesus was dealing with in this particular time and season of their lives. We know from history that Ephesus, the great city, was a rich resort type area that was uh, it was known for one of the seven wonders of the world as it had the, the uh, it was a, there was a, it was a center of the worship of the goddess Diana. There was one of the great temples that was built and dedicated to the false god, amen, the goddess Diana. There was that magnificent temple to this false god. It is recorded in history that this temple was some 425 feet in length and 220 feet in width, just this temple alone. And it was encompassed by 127 pillars. Each was 60 feet in height, which were presented by as many kings. And the, this church, the church in Ephesus, battled spirits. Amen. Because of the false God that was present and the idolatrous people that was existing in the city of Ephesus. And it was the center where which many different peoples would come through and they would uh, they would uh, reside in this city on their travels throughout this particular uh, part of the world. Hallelujah. And all of these different things began to creep into the church. 
Amen. There was struggles that went on in the church. And as the as the Apostle Paul sat there in that prison cell writing to the church at Ephesus, the Bible says that the holy men of God began to write as they were moved on and inspired by the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost began to quicken the Apostle Paul in his letter to the church at Ephesus. And here we find in Ephesians chapter 6, amen, that he begins to conclude, he, he concludes his writing by addressing some things that are happening in the world. And he says, hallelujah, that uh, he says, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. It's not time for the church to become weak and anemic. It's not time for the church, amen, to fall prey to the devices and the, as the scripture says, the wiles of the devil. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says that the devil is as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. It's not time to play, amen, with the things of the world. It's not time to patty cake with the enemy of our soul. It's not time to compromise and to give in to all of the forces of hell that are at play in our world. Hallelujah. But I want to tell this church tonight like the Apostle Paul told the church at Ephesus, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And in the power of His might. Hallelujah. If you have not yet had for yourself a walk with the Lord, a daily walk with God, a daily time of prayer and devotion before the Lord. Hallelujah. It's not time. Hallelujah. To, to fold it. To, Amen. To, to fold it everything up and to throw in the tail and wave the white flag. Hallelujah. But it's time to stand and be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Hallelujah. If I was you, I'd try to go a little bit deeper in prayer and get a hold of God more than you have before. Because to make it from here to the rapture, amen, the pressure will intensify. The voices will multiply themselves. The temptations will come from every different direction. And honey, you and I have got to be strong in the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. You've got to know this book. You've got to know this Bible. Amen. I would challenge it. To, I would challenge the church tonight. Never. Amen. Amen. To, to memorize the scripture. Hallelujah. To commit the word of God to memory. Because when the evil day comes, you've got to be able to stand and quote scripture and know the word of God inside and outside. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Say, is that, is that really what it's going to happen? Yes. Hallelujah. Before the, the Lord begins to put his mantle of anointing upon an individual and God begins to anoint a group of people and use them mightily. Hallelujah. There's going to be some tests that come your way. There's going to be some challenges to your faith. It's going to challenge every fiber of your being. It's going to challenge 
people of Noah, do you know the scriptures like you need to? Hallelujah, Sister Janet, do you got the word deep in your heart? Because the enemy will come and he will use scripture on some of you to try to twist your understanding and cause you to have a misstep and lose out with God. And he'll question you and he'll use scriptures to do that just like he did for Jesus on the Mount of Temptation. And he'll begin to quote scriptures and say things like, Hallelujah, if you cast yourself down, the angels will pick you up using scripture. Amen. He said, make these stones become bread. Hallelujah, using scripture that God is able to do anything. But in that time of temptation, in that evil day, you've got to know this word. You've got to be able to say, not so, not so quick, Satan. The word of God must be handled with proper care. The word of God does not contradict itself. Hallelujah, there will be people that come and say that preacher's out of line. That preacher's twisting scripture and so on and so forth. And you do not need the word. You do not need to go to church. You do not need to be preached to. Amen. Because we are temples of God. Hallelujah. We're all sufficient beings. Hallelujah. But the word of God still says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Forsake not the assembly of yourselves together as a matter of some is and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Hallelujah. There will be people that say, Hallelujah, Matthew 28, 19 proves emphatically that there are three gods, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And Matthew 28, 19, Sister Rada, is the way that we should baptize in the titles Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But you've got to know the word for yourself. You've got to know, hallelujah, that Jesus said, I and my Father are one. When you see me, you've seen the Father. Hallelujah. She shall bear forth the Son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I will not leave you, but I will send to you another comforter. In other words, it will come in another form, in the form of spirit. Whereas I came in body, the Holy Ghost comes in spirit. But it's a self-same God. And all the names in the name of the Father is Jesus. The name of the Son is Jesus. The name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. Hallelujah. You've got to know the word. Amen. That you might be able to withstand in the evil day. Hallelujah, someone look and say, well, my God, that church is a little bit fanatical. Hallelujah, that church is a little bit fanatical. They got all their people covering up their flesh in the middle of 110 degree weather. Hallelujah, you don't need to have all those clothes on. You need to be comfortable. Hallelujah, but my Bible tells me, amen, that holiness is required by the Lord. For without holiness, no man shall see God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. If 
you're going to withstand in the evil day, you've got to know the word of God. Because there have been times in my own personal life in the last several months when I felt just beat up. Amen. I just felt stepped on by every spirit of hell. But I've got to remember the word of God that says no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. And there are weapons being formed against you tonight. There's weapons being formed against me tonight. Amen. The enemy studies each and every one of you tonight. And he knows your weaknesses. He watches and he listens and he observes. Amen. What is the struggle of this brother in the church? What is the error that I can get this sister, amen, involved in that would compromise her ministry? And he studies and he's forming weapons against you. And the only way you're going to have, you're going to be able to withstand in the evil day is using the blood of Jesus upon your mind. The old timers would pray prayers. Lest such as this I plead the blood of Jesus upon my mind. I plead the blood of Jesus upon my mind. Cover my mind. All of the fiery darts of hell that come my way. I plead the blood of Jesus upon my mind. And Paul talks about... Amen. He begins his discourse on the whole armor of God. And he says, hallelujah, that you've got to have, hallelujah, the helmet of salvation. You've got to have the helmet of salvation. Amen. That is a defensive tool that you have at your disposal. Hallelujah. The helmet of salvation. This is something that protects the mind or the thought life. Amen. It is to prevent the enemy from introducing negative thoughts of fear and rebellion and unbelief. Amen. But the only way that the helmet of salvation works is if you put it on and you say, God, I'm covering my mind. I'm covering my mind. I'm covering, I'm protecting my mind. Not just from the thoughts that the enemy might throw my way, but also from the things that I might see that would get into my head and work on me. David said, I'll set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I'll set no wicked thing before mine eyes. Amen. We've used it and rightfully so throughout the, uh, the years of preaching, amen, that the television is still something that's full of trash. You could say, well, there's, there's some good stuff on there. Yeah, but the majority of it is trash. The majority of it is framing the conversation in such a way to cause you to think about a particular subject in a friendly manner. Amen. When the Bible says that you're not to indulge in the sins of others and yet countless times on the television screen, hallelujah, there are folks indulging in sin and we sit back with popcorn and that our sodas and we watch and we indulge and we're entertained by the sins of this world. I'll set no wicked thing before mine eyes. You've got to cover your mind 
The Bible says casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against God. Every high thing that exalts itself against God. How are you guarding your mind? Hallelujah. The breastplate of righteousness is that defensive, again, that defensive tool in, your, in the arsenal of the child of God. It, the breastplate of righteousness is symbolic of protecting the chest or the abdomen. Uh, it is protecting also the back. Hallelujah. It's, it's extending to the top of the thighs. The vital organs are covered with the breastplate. Hallelujah. This piece protects the source of spiritual life. Hallelujah. If God, if you can, with the help of the Holy Ghost, guard your heart with righteous living, the enemy cannot get to you as easily. Say, well, that's great. Bible speak and what's relevant for my life. If you're here tonight and you're single, don't you go get yourself a worldly boyfriend or girlfriend. Run from it. Run from it. The breastplate of righteousness, God, I'm going to protect my heart. The vital organs of my life. Keep me. Don't let my heart be tilted towards the things of this world. But let it be wholly given to God. Let my heart be fully surrendered to God. Let my heart be fully committed to Him. Amen. I don't want to have the troubles in my life that I used to have as a young man at different times in my life. Am I going to live for God or am I going to live for the world? Am I going to choose this one here that's not living for God but, but seems to have all the things I want visually? Or am I going to go for this other one? Amen. That covers it and her flesh is honest yet beautiful and wants to do the will of God. And there's that inwards wrestling of my will to do the will of God. I choose to give myself to Him. I'm going to make it. The race is not to the one who starts. I remember as a young man in high school, it's been almost 20 years, over 20 years actually, I remember running and uh, we had an annual marathon. We called it a jogathon. And I remember as we would all get on the line to the start line, and all the young guys would line up full of tenacity and, and full of energy and vigor and vitality, and they would line up and they would they would shoot the gun in the air, and everybody would take off. And I trained. And I remember thinking, I didn't train enough. These guys are going to kick my butt. These guys are fast. Look at them. They're gone. They already lapped me one time. But brother, no, I remember. It's not who starts. It's who finishes. So maybe the starting part of the race wasn't exactly what you thought it was going to be like. Maybe it didn't go exactly as planned. But here you are. And you've run a few laps already. 
And you're going to see what I saw. After a few laps, George slowed down. Gabriel started to slow down. Keith wasn't as fast as I thought he was. Josh, he didn't think he was going to win. But he sure had me fooled. And all the, all the friends I had. And there I was, just running my pace, steady as I knew to run. And I said, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, hey, that's you again. And by the grace of God, <clears throat> I finished the race. But in the beginning, I thought, man, and you know what? You and I can be that way sometimes and not even realize it. Maybe you come to church and I think, man, I've been coming to church for a little bit. I wish I had the fire of brother so-and-so. Wow, how come, how come they're, they seem to be further ahead than I am? And here I am, I've been in church a little while. It's not a, a pure comparison because it's not competition to church. But the side of it is, you keep running the race. You be faithful to God. You be faithful to God. I married at 29, I think, years of age. 29 years. All of my friends married at like 21, 22, 23, 25 was a straggler. And here I am. I'm still single. What's going on? Why am I still single? What's wrong with me? But I stay faithful to what I know to do. And I pray, God, in your perfect time, would you bring the right one along my pathway? God, in your perfect time, I trust you. I walk by faith and not by sight. I don't know where she is, and I looked everywhere. I searched far and wide. I went to every youth conference. I went to all the churches and scouted them out. Because my parents told me you need to find a girl in church. And I'm telling you the same thing if you're a man. And I went to all the churches. I don't know where she is. Maybe she's in another country. Maybe she's in another state. Little did I know. She was just a few miles away. Going to college. Preparing herself. Because I prayed. God. I want you to prepare me for that one. That you have. And I want you to prepare her for me. And it was. It was God's timing. Because she just finished college. And I had just finished college a year prior. And then we met each other. But it was God's timing. It was God's. Will and it was God's way. And God. I allowed him to order my steps. I didn't rush. The plan of God. Though I was tempted many times. Amen. I allowed God to have his way in my life. I'm preaching today withstanding the evil day. Withstanding in the evil day. God is going to help this church. All of the things that are going on in our world. You know, I can't stand the news anymore. I used to be a news junkie, as they call them. I would eat it up all day long. What happened? What just happened? What did he say? Let's watch the whole thing so I can have the, the full 
youth and, and a full understanding of what happened. Not no more. God, I'm going to live for you. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to keep my spirit right. I'm going to go forward. And God, no matter what happens, God, when the trumpet sounds, I have made up my mind. I am going to make it in the rapture. No matter what happens, God, between now and then, God, I'm going to be faithful in what I know to do. I'm choosing right now, amen, to be faithful to the Lord. Hallelujah. No matter what happens in the evil day, I will be withstanding the enemy in the evil day. Hallelujah. The Bible, the, the writer, Apostle Paul, continues talking about the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Hallelujah. Which it, to use a sword requires skill and practice. The only way you're going to be able to use the sword of the Spirit is by reading it daily and studying it out and seeing what does it mean. Listening to the preached Word of God on Wednesday night or, or a Sunday morning. God help me to be able to use the sword of the Spirit. Let the Word get deep in my heart. Let me know how to handle the Word of God. Then with much practice, the soldier, amen, the sword-bearing soldier becomes adept at welding the sword. Hallelujah. And with much practice, much study, you and I can... Amen. Debate with anybody or to, uh, do our testimony or show them truth from the Word of God about how to live, about the kingdom of God because we've been handling the sword. And we are not destined to failure. But if you will utilize the Word of God, if you will put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, hallelujah, you've got a future of victory. You've got a future of overcoming. And there is nothing that can stand against the church. Hallelujah. Have your loins girt about with truth. Let me stop and talk about this for a moment tonight. The loins girt about with truth. The comparison is, if you think of it, maybe a, mostly a, a gentleman in our day, but maybe some sisters use a, have a belt loop on their skirt. But most of the men have on their pants what we call belt loop. And through the belt loop we put our belt, if we remember it, amen. And that belt helps to hold up our britches. The old timers would use suspenders, amen, and I've used them a few times, but mostly a belt. The belt helps to hold your pants up. Uh, you take off the belt, and you're struggling with your pants. Just going to be frank here for a minute, amen. You, you get rid of that, that belt that's around your waist, uh, unless you're wearing some things that are just too tight, amen, the pants are going to fall off. They're going to begin to sag and hang, and, uh, but... Uh, the, the word of the Lord compares uh, the Christian uh, soldier as having his loins or his waist with that belt of truth. Amen. That holds it together. Hallelujah. If there's one thing that you do not want to compromise on tonight, church, it is the truth that has been preached and that has been revealed to each and every one of you tonight. The truth that I'm talking about tonight is still the one God apostolic Jesus name message there is one Lord one faith one baptism
worship one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Hallelujah. The one God apostolic message, the message of Jesus' name, baptism, and Holy Ghost infilling and repentance. Amen. The message of holiness within and holiness without. I'm talking about the truth. And the moment you begin, and I've seen it before, the moment a person begins to compromise on truth. Amen. The core doctrinal truths of Scripture, the tenets of the Word of God, the moment they begin to compromise on the basic truths of the Word of God, it's a long, honey, before you see things start falling down and falling apart and disarray in every area of life. Hallelujah. That's why you've got to love truth. You've got to love Bible preaching. You've got to love Holy Ghost. You've got to love holiness. You must love the truth of the Word of God. You've got to fall in love with it. I love, I love one God preaching. I love holiness preaching. I love Acts 2.38 preaching. It saved my soul. Hallelujah, I love it. Hallelujah, I love it. The shield of faith was that movable wall that defended the soldier against the enemy's fiery darts. Arrows dipped in lead and a combustible substance, amen, was what made up a fiery dart. And the enemy would dip that, uh, dip that arrow in, in that oil, dip that, uh, dip that arrow tip right there in that flammable substance and then set it ablaze and then pull back the bow and release the string that the arrow might fly into the enemy's camp and not just hit one time but continue to burn and burn and burn until it brought about destructions hallelujah our enemy's darts that he uses even in 2020 are doubt our fear they are worry they are discouragement they are evil thoughts they are fiery darts and the moment you let fear begin to work in your life and you don't stop fear in its tracks. Fear will continue to work and work and work until you are destroyed. The moment you let discouragement stay for longer than it needs to, hallelujah, you begin to become downtrodden and you begin to become low and weary and dreary and discouragement is that fiery dart that the enemy uses and the only way you defend against it is with the shield of faith. Faith is a shield that covers us. I'm going to trust in him. I'm going to trust in him. Some trust in horses, the Bible says in Psalms. Some in chariots. We shall remember the name of the Lord our God. Some trust in vaccines. Some trust in, 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 in all of the different things of the world. Some trust in, in government dollars. Some trust in, in, in relationships and all of these different things that are, that are superficial. This will save me. That will save me. If I had that, it saved me. Instead of saying, what about my faith in God? What about a God that's able to do the impossible? 
I still believe that God can heal all manner of sickness. You say, well, brother, so-and-so died of COVID-19. Sister, so-and-so died of COVID-19. I still believe that God can heal the virus infected individuals just like he healed the cancer in times past. Just like he healed sugar diabetes in times past. He can heal. I'm going to trust in him. You say, well, you're crazy. You're being foolish. You're not being wise. You're not using your conscience. No. There's a side of living for God that says, I'm going to trust in him. I'm going to trust in him. And my faith is a shield when doubt tries to creep in and discouragement tries to creep in and worry tries to creep in and and evil thoughts begin to work. I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to trust in him. Hallelujah. Let's all stand to our feet tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that God has his hand upon our church. I believe that God sees every individual in this church. He knows every one of our names. He knows your middle name. He knows your social security number. He knows your phone number. He knows everything about you. I remember hearing his testimonies one time of an individual that was walking down the road. I remember reading the book, and he said, I was walking down the road, and I thought, God, you don't even know my name. And this was back in the days of the payphone, and he had walked by a payphone. And as he walked down the road, contemplating that God doesn't love me, God doesn't care about me, the phone rang. He thought, that's strange. <laughs> Looked around. Maybe I should answer it. He answered the phone. On the other line was a preacher. God said to him while he was in prayer, here's a number, write it down. Call it right now. Tell the man on the other end of the line that I love him. God knows exactly where you are tonight. You say, I got bills sky high. I got issues in my family. I got issues with my body. I I got issues. God knows exactly where you're at tonight. And he says, I've given you every tool that you need to overcome your present situation. I've given you every tool that you need to be the overcomer that I've talked about in Revelation. The final thing that I want to talk about tonight is Paul says to the church at Ephesus, and have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. How well a soldier stands and pursues the enemy and obeys orders depends largely upon his strong legs. We must be prepared to go. We must be prepared. We must be messengers of peace. We must, amen, not be messengers of turmoil. We must not be messengers of gossip. We must not be messengers of division and strife and animosity, but we must be messengers of peace.
taking the gospel with you everywhere that you go. If you don't have this, you're not going to get very far because it depends upon your legs and your feet. Every church needs people that are willing to go, willing to preach the gospel, willing to tell somebody about their faith, willing to live it out for the world to see. My feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I'm going to be a gospel preacher. You say, well, I'm a woman. You could be a gospel preacher. It simply means to proclaim the good news, to publish the good news. Why don't we lift our hands in this place as we close here tonight? And I'd like for us to just simply ask the Lord that he would help us with these areas in our lives. As the music plays tonight, hallelujah. Jesus, I love you. Come on, I'm going to ask you tonight, would you take a few moments and just say, God, let this word get into my spirit tonight. God, you've called me. You've called me tonight, God. You've called everyone in this house tonight to be folks and people that are overcomers. God, to be people that know how to withstand in the evil day. God, when everything around us, God, is, it seems to be doom and gloom and filled with despair and men's hearts failing them for fear. God, I pray tonight that the church would be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Come on, would you lift up your voice as a victorious people of God tonight? Would you lift him up with courage, with authority, with faith, with trust tonight? I'm lifting up the name of Jesus. I'm lifting up the name of Jesus. Come on, I'm lifting up the name of Jesus. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I pray, God, that you would anoint and equip and empower every individual under the sound of my voice tonight. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Come on. Come on, let's just have a time of prayer tonight. Jesus, you've given me everything that I need, God. God, I'm not ill-prepared to face the world around me. God, I'm not insufficient because of your grace. God, I, I believe with the help of the Holy Ghost, all things are possible. All things are possible. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, Jesus, anoint me. Come on, would you ask him? Jesus, anoint me. Jesus, use me. Jesus, strengthen me. Touch my family. Touch my husband. Touch my wife. Touch my kids. Touch my brother.
God touch the family of God. I'm going to withstand. I'm going to withstand. I'm going to withstand in the evil days. I'm going to withstand in the evil days. Come on. 